Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host. Good day, Paul everyone. Lawrence this Van. is Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy Podcast. Glad that you could be with us today. And we're going to have a great time because we have a wonderful guest expert by the name of Kathleen Gage. Kathleen, how are you doing today? I am great, Paul. Fantastic. Glad to have you here. And in keeping with what we we do on this show in this community, I'm going to talk about Kathleen's bio, which is very extensive, but it will let you know who this guest expert really is. So Kathleen Gage works for bona fide experts who have a big message, big mission, and big purpose to gain massive visibility within their market. She started her business in 1994 and has reinvented herself from a corporate training training, working with organizations such as AT&T, Equifax, GTE, and the U.S. Marine Corps to, to experiencing success in the online space. Great organizations. And as a marketing and business strategist, Kathleen Gage has made it her mission to teach solo and small business owners how to become visible to their market through the power of clarity of their message and to package their core message into speaking engagements, books, information products, and consulting and coaching services. And she heads up Power Up for Profits, the Marketing Mindset, as well as Plant-Based Eating for Health. And without further ado, I want to welcome again, Kathleen Gage, my friend and soon to be yours, Kathleen, we're going to have a great time tonight, correct? Absolutely, Paul. It is so great to be here. Thank you so much. Fantastic, fantastic. So we're going to start out, uh, uh, Kathleen, just talking about your quest and your path and how that you get to where you are now. If you could share what the catalyst was for you starting to do what you're doing now. And uh, I know my community will be glad to hear it. Well, absolutely. And um, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is a lot of years on the earth. Um, I, you know, I started my business in 1994. And at the time I was working for GTE Health Systems and I was in the marketing department. I was a trade show director. I was marketing communications. And so my background has a lot to do with marketing. I was in broadcast media and I found at one point I had stars in my eyes, like a lot of entrepreneurs where I just felt really stifled in the corporate environment. And there were a number of uh, things that occurred that aligned everything perfectly for me to start my business. And one was GTE was constantly going through uh, layoffs and they called it downsizing, right-sizing, upsizing, oh, yeah. whatever they called it. Mm -hmm. uh, they were letting people go. And it, I was 40 years old at the time. And um, I actually had what they thought was a heart attack at the age of 40. Oh, I was in the hospital. And while I'm in my hospital bed, it was over the 4th of July weekend. I thought, you know what? I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to, I don't want to live my life where I'm not fulfilling what I really want to do. And I didn't quite know what I wanted to do other than I wanted to motivate people. That was kind of it. And so that actually set up a, a 
a perfect storm where the company was going through a layoff. They needed people to lay off. I talked to one of the directors, said I was going to be quitting. And she said, let us lay you off and you'll get a severance package. So that actually gave me the breathing room to start my business. And I was fortunate enough to get a contract with a seminar company uh, where I was with them for four years. So in a sense, I, even though I had my own business, I still had the security of a contract and it was a pretty nice contract. And after four years on the road, I just couldn't take that anymore. It was just, I was a, a road warrior. And what I, what I have found over the years with where I'm at right now is I've had my business 26 years and yet there are periods, whether it be due to the economy, what we're going through right now with the pandemic, uh, the 2008 downturn, um, mm-hmm. 9-11, when those situations happen, yeah, it's like you're forced to either quit or you figure it out and you pivot. And so how I've ended up where I'm at now is through a number of pivots and really fine tuning what my sweet spot is and what I most enjoy to do. Uh, I tell you that that is uh, quite remarkable. And again, it shows us that oftentimes on the road to success is not a straight line. (laughs) I saw something the other day that in our mind, success is like that. And the reality is it's like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that that is a tremendous uh, testimony and one I know a lot of people can relate to and identify with. And I know that it made you an even better entrepreneur as well, because uh, oftentimes it's not not what we're going through, but how we're able to overcome it. You're so correct on that, because it's like right now, there's a lot of struggle for a lot of people, uh, whether they got laid off from a job, whether they run their own business. And it really is a matter of digging deep, going into those places where we've really laid a solid foundation and walking the talk. And it's not always easy. I mean, there, there have been times during this whole pandemic shutdown period where I was, I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen to my business and I had to reinvent myself because as a keynote speaker, I was going out to conferences and getting paid right. to go to conferences, came to a, a screeching halt. And so it's those times that we really get to see what we're made of. Absolutely. That's, that's so true. And again, we were in that element of live events and now going virtual which is a different platform and something that really is still kind of making us setting this foundation uh, more than anything else. It is. And yet I feel really fortunate that I started doing a lot of online stuff long before it was really the thing to do. And I was using Zoom well before Mm -hmm. most people were even knew what it was. I I can remember when the shutdown happened and people had to learn how to use Zoom and they were so intimidated. It's like, well, you just turn it on. But a lot of times (laughs) we can be doing something and we start taking it for granted because we, in a sense, we become jaded. But I think one of the most important things I've learned, Paul, in the time that I've been in business and just life in general is to surround myself with people that will lift me up, people that will call me on my stuff Mm -hmm. if I need it, but also accountability partners, mastermind groups, and just people that you really can turn to when you just, you don't know what's going to happen next and you can confide in them. Because I think a lot of times, especially when we become successful, Mm -hmm. we we seem to think our ego gets in the way that we should have it all figured out. And if we don't, it's like, well, what's wrong with me? And I think a lot of people have gone through that in the last few months. And it's not that anything's wrong with anybody in particular. It's that we're in very uncharted territory. 
Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's really uh, transformative too, because it helps us to uh, get um, some new meaning, new understanding as we forge ahead to that new reality, and and we're defining that right now. Absolutely. So thank, thank you for sharing that. So. Uh, Kathleen, let's talk a little bit about your successes and accomplishments over the last several years and how that also is playing into what you're doing today. Well, you know, I, I would say, and I've been watching you do go through some pretty amazing changes too, Paul. And um, I would say my greatest success is my health. Um, because a few years ago, I was my mom's caretaker before she passed away. And for a couple Sorry of years, I was driving 500 miles back and forth to be by <laughs> literally by her hospital bedside. And during that time, I didn't take care of myself. I was eating very unhealthy. I gained about 60 pounds and mm -hmm. I was tired. I was depressed. I was uh, fearful. A, a lot of stuff was going on. Yet my business was doing great by her bedside. I had sure. launched a, it's amazing. It was a $27 product. I launched it. And that year we made over a hundred thousand dollars with that wow. one product. It was like, wow. Um, and I think it was divine intervention. I really think I was being watched out for, but I think one of my greatest successes is my health. And well, I, I went plant-based. Um, I'm a complete plant-based eater, hundred percent vegan a little over two years ago. And that probably has been the most um, aligned step that I've taken in my life other than uh, 36 years ago. No, actually 37. Now I stopped drinking. Um, I was one of those that was um, rather sociably unacceptable when I drank. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I was one of those that people would say, could you get her out of here? <laughs> but that was one of the pivot moments in my life. And then also when I made a decision around really taking control of my health. And I don't know, for me, it's like, sometimes I look back at when I've made a decision and and what's going on in life today. And what I see, especially with the COVID situation, is that if people would take more awareness and, yes. and they would really step back and look at what can I personally do to heal my body so that yes. if I do get COVID, I'm not going to run into the complications, or at least I can minimize the, the chance of that. Well, Kathleen, I think that's so important because again, that pandemic is all about that immune system. And so I want to talk a little bit more about uh, when we look at the plant-based diet that you have and mm -hmm. are not so much a diet, but lifestyle. Right. Let's share that with people so they can really get a, a better understanding of what that's like. A lot of people, there's misinformation on that too. And I know that you are the sole one who can really explain it to them the best because you shared it with me uh, through your content and it helped my life. Well, thank you so much. And I'm glad that you said it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And um, I actually got my certificate of completion for plant-based nutrition through eCornell University in March of this year. And I- Congratulations. I was, uh, yeah, thank you. It was something that I just really felt called to do because I, I wanted to understand it. And I, I actually wanted more credibility around the things that I was talking about. Yes. And I felt by getting that certificate, it really would make a difference. And, and it has, I learned quite a bit. But- um, um, when I decided to go plant-based, I was 64 at the time, and I was experiencing a lot of inflammation, especially in my wrists. 
And as a writer, that was inhibiting my ability to write for extended periods of time and typing was hurting. And so I started doing some research and everything I read was get rid of the dairy products and get rid of the animal products and the inflammation mm -hmm. will go away. Well, what's so interesting is I've been doing animal rescue for many, many, many years. We have quite a few animals That's on our great. property here. Mm -hmm. And one day it hit me, I was about six months plant-based. And one day it hit me as I was at the grocery store, I'm walking by the meat department and it was like a veil had been lifted. It's like all those years you claim to be so caring and compassionate around animals and yet you're eating animals. And by that point, it had been a few months since I had. And it was in that moment that the decision was really it, it was solidified into, I will never, ever eat animal-based mm -hmm. products again. Mm -hmm. And what it's done for me, not only did I lose weight without trying, I mean, it literally melted off. Uh, it's given me more energy. When I go running, my recovery mm -hmm. time is better. I uh, exercise more. I have better focus. I it, it just things seem to work better now that I'm plant-based. And the number one question that I get, this is always a question, <laughs> is where do you get your protein? Exactly. And What's so interesting, Paul, is so much of what we believe to be true is based on the propaganda that we've been fed. Absolutely. The food manufacturers want you to believe that you need animal-based products to have protein. And yes, you do get protein, but it's kind of through a third party exactly. that you're getting it. Um, and actually where you get protein on a plant-based diet is through beans, legumes, greens, mm -hmm. it, it, all food has protein in it. Some has more than others. And I'm actually getting more protein now than I did when I was an animal-based eater. Exactly. And, and the thing I find is it just gives you more energy and it gives you a more resilience. I found that when, since I've been on it, I can think clearer and I'm more creative. Isn't it amazing? And, yeah. and you probably feel better. Yes. You probably, yeah, there's so much that, um, that starts showing up when we make these types of decisions. And what I'm amazed of is the communities of people that are actually living a vegan and a plant-based lifestyle. I belong to a women's organization. Okay. It's an international professional women's vegan organization. And you have to be running either a plant-based or a vegan business or a podcast or a Facebook group in order to mm. be a member. And I have met some of the most incredible entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that they, they are running vegan businesses. I just interviewed a woman who has a bakery in uh, yeah. British Columbia, she uh -huh. and her husband. Um, I've, I'm going to be interviewing a woman who's an interior designer and she uses all vegan, vegan. material to, to uh, do her interior design and just fascinating people. So uh, it's, is, it's a great, it's a great way to live. Absolutely. And plus um, I've spoken and, and interviewed some Olympians who are plant-based, uh, a lot of professional athletes. Yes. But people think they don't have the energy that they can't push it through uh, a non-meat uh, uh, process, but they can because you get it through the plants. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. And then let's talk a little bit about your podcast. I would love to. I would yes. love to. You know, I actually have two podcasts and I find the one that I have the most passion around is the plant-based podcast because mm -hmm. I get to interview men and women from around the world. I just interviewed a woman from India who okay. is the top fitness instructor in India. And I found that fascinating. It's like, huh, really? That they have fitness instructors in India? She goes, we do have large cities. You know, it's like, oh, sorry about that. But it, it was there. just... 
Yeah, it was just fascinating mm -hmm. to to interview this woman. But I started my podcast. I actually was a speaker at PodFest uh, right. last year, yeah. and I had Power Up for Profits at that time. Mm -hmm. And that was it's a fairly successful podcast. But I had kind of pod faded with it, which means sure. you stop doing your episodes. And so I went to the conference. They wanted me to speak on visibility with podcasts. So when I got there. It really occurred to me that I could have a lot of fun by starting a podcast for plant-based eaters or people who are interested. And so it was after that conference, I decided to start the podcast show and it has been going great. I, I never want for having somebody on the show and the criteria for people to be on the show is they have to be a hundred percent plant-based vegan for at so, least a year before they're on the show. Oh, and, nice. and I've had some people say, well, I'm 95%. I, I eat fish and it's like, well, that's great that you do, but you're, I, I can't have you on the show because I've Absolutely. branded it as such. Right. And I think that's a great idea. And one of the things um, that I, I uh, know that you introduced me to was the 75 hard challenge. <laughs> that's 75. I'm still going through it. I knew you were going to ask no about that. So I went what, on a run today just so what, I could satisfy that. <laughs> what, I, what I found myself doing was with the two workouts per day, I almost feel like I played football when I was in yep. track. I feel like I can do that again. Because but I'm curious, I'm curious, how has it benefited you? Because I, you know, I see your posts and I see that you are doing it well, every single day. One thing that I'm finding, I have more flexibility because I'm doing a lot of the exercises as mm -hmm. well. And I'm also, I'm sleeping better. Mm -hmm. and, and the only challenge I really have is the diet that I really don't eat. I don't even have really an appetite as much as I used to. Inter probably because of the water. Like I've got right, my water. water with electrolytes exactly. in it right now. Exactly, and yeah. Uh, yeah, let me yeah. let me show you my bottle here. It's like I have to do mm -hmm. two of these a day and it's like, oh my word. Yeah, and that's yeah. what it is. But other than that, I'm fine. I don't feel I have any, uh, I don't feel weak. Right. I don't feel anything like that. I, but uh, reading in the morning is really, I read every morning anyway, right. but I'm using my military discipline and my athletic discipline to get me through it. And you know, what I'm finding it's, it's more of a mindset program Correct. than anything. And I, as I was researching it, that's what I read. And I thought, well, you're exercising twice a day, 45 minutes a day. One of the yeah. times has to be outside. How could it be a mindset? This is about physical fitness, but it truly is because it's taking that selfie every day. It's drinking exactly. the water every day and pacing yourself. And I think it's a good uh, protocol just for life in general of yes. getting systems in place. We can apply it to our business. We can apply it to our relationships, whatever it is. It's about having systems that really support the growth of where we want to go in life. And, and quite seriously, when I was on my run this afternoon, I do yoga in the morning for 45 right. minutes. That's really And uh, yeah, and I love it because it, I'm becoming much more limber. And then in the afternoon, I usually go on a run because since right. the pandemic, I haven't been back to the gym. I, I just have a little apprehension about that. Not yeah, me for too. me, but for people that I'm around. Uh, my exactly. mother-in-law is very high risk. She's got mm -hmm. pulmonary fibrosis. And right. so I want to be really careful around her. But what I found is like when I went on my run today, sure. I was thinking about us having a conversation and I thought, you know, I can't let Paul down. And mm -hmm. so it's really about accountability. And it's really about not letting myself down, but I love having accountability partners. Yeah. 
I, I find that works really well in yeah. all areas of my life. Yeah, that takes us a lot further having that accountability. Absolutely. We're, we're not in it alone. And of course, with COVID-19, oftentimes one thinks they're alone because we just don't have that human to human contact like we used to. Absolutely. So on that particular note, with COVID-19, how did that, uh, what, what type of pivot did you experience uh, in the beginning at, according, and, and then based on now? Because when we first okay. heard about this about mid-March, it was, everything was shut down. And now gradually things are coming back. How did that impact you uh, with your business, et cetera? Well, my first experience of really seeing what the, the pandemic was going to do, I had a conversation with a client. I was going to mm -hmm. be a keynoter at uh, her conference and an MC yes. for a three-day pet industry conference. And it's a pretty substantial contract. I've been working with them for quite a few years. And she said, send me the contract. And as a speaker, I get 50% deposit. And then I get the remainder after the engagement is over. She right. said, send me the contract and I sent it out that night. Mm -hmm. The next day, everything started shutting down wow. and I didn't hear from her. I didn't hear from her. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then finally she called about a week or two later. And she said, we're trying to figure things out. We don't know if we're going to have the conference yeah. or not. And so everything was put on hold. So that was my first experience. Wow. And that was, a, we're talking a pretty, it's a five figure nice contract. And, uh, wow. you know, it, it, it was, one of those where I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get through that. Well, then other things that I had grown accustomed to, um, as far as revenue, it's literally started drying up. And so mm -hmm. once I got over the shock and I quit crying and pulled myself out of, uh, under the covers, it was like, okay, I've got to, <laughs> I've got to face reality here. I actually stepped back and I, I belong to a few masterminds. So I talked to some of my mastermind colleagues and it was like, okay, what are you doing? What are best practices? Let's mm -hmm. really mastermind this. And I reinvented parts of my business uh, mm -hmm. where I now focus primarily on working with experts who either want to get on podcast shows or they want to start a podcast. Sure. And primarily, I prefer the people who want to get on podcasts because starting a show, as you know, is oh, not yeah. easy. So for me, I'm still uh, going through some reinvention, mm -hmm. um, but um, it, it, was, it was scary there for the first month or two. But the thing is, is that I have planned for things like this happening. Sure. Um, I've got investments, I've got savings. I've, you know, so it's not like I was going to be left out in the rain, exactly. um, but it's still, you look at it and you go, do I really want to go into my, my savings? Um, exactly. And if you have to, you have to, but I think that's one thing as an entrepreneur that I've learned is you have to plan for the unexpected exactly. and you, you can stop and say, okay, I don't know what to do. Or you can step back and say, what do I need to do? Absolutely. Yeah, there was a lot of crisis management going on, not only for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, but also businesses as well. Absolutely. And, and then when we look at COVID, as you stated, uh, we, we don't really want to go out and put anyone else at risk because Absolutely. we just don't know. And then the fact that it's airborne, it really uh, uh, slammed the uh, brakes on a lot of the business. But I think nowadays we're seeing it come back just a little bit, but more on the virtual side of things. It really is. And that's why I feel pretty blessed that I've been doing mm -hmm. virtual. I've been online for about 20 years now. And the majority of my income at one point, actually 100% of my income at one point was all from uh, the online 
uh, business that I had, but, and then I, I did a lot of keynote speaking and all that, but um, you know, I, I think 2021 is going to be a very interesting year and a lot of opportunity. And what I'm looking at right now is where do I want to put my, my efforts? Where do I want to put my energy? And this is what I work with my clients on. And I encourage people um, regardless of your industry, really look at what it is you are aligned with what is really appropriate for you. Because like myself, there are certain companies and industries I just won't work within. For example, animal-based companies. I I just can't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Liquor companies. I just can't do that. And I don't pass judgment on that. It's it's just not my deal. Exactly. Exactly. I'm the same way that we have to uh, look at what our philosophy of life is and what we believe in and go from there. And, but I, I love your position about with the, with the pets and with the animals, because I think oftentimes, even with the fires you recently had, you have to be, take them into consideration. Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's always the first consideration yeah. because I don't have kids. And so my animals right. are my kids and with horses, we've got horses, chickens, rooster, uh-huh. we've got dogs, we've got a cat, a lot of barn mice because we have property. And so our cat is always like bringing us little gifts. It's like, no, 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 please stop that. But quite seriously, exactly. it's like, that is always top of the mind. And when the fires were hitting, we were, we had the horse trailer ready to go. And if we had to take the horses out and the nice thing about where I live is the neighbors, it's a rural community. Sure. And so we all help each other. Right. When one person is in trouble, people really pull together to help out. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. And that's, that's really how it should be as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's how I, growing up, that's how it was for me as well. Well, you know, Paul, I think now more than ever, we all have that opportunity. And I I know we're going through a a really um, uncertain time with the election and moving into 2021. And I think now is a really good time for people to step back and look at um, approaching things from a much more compassionate perspective. And realizing, I think regardless of what side of the fence people are on, I think we all want the same thing. Exactly. You know, we want to feel joy, we want to feel security, Mm -hmm. we want to feel love, and we want to be able to love. And, and so it's really coming from a place of what can I personally do to improve the quality of the lives of people that I impact? Oh, fantastic. That's, that's uh, so wonderful. And so Kathleen, you have a book coming up and next year, let's talk about that just a little bit. I do. It's, you know, it's a working, the working title is, is something to do with the real fountain of youth, plant-based eating, the real fountain of youth. Uh, And that's the working title. And it's really about um, how eating plant-based and really eating a diet that, and again, it's not a diet, it's lifestyle, but eating a protocol that gives you so many nutrients Mm -hmm. and energetically, you're not putting dead things in your body. I think that's something that I I really uh, hope to encourage people to look at is like, what are you putting in your body? Because energetically you're taking that on, but the book is basically going to be, um, a, just my own journey into plant-based eating and the things that I've learned, uh, some recipes, but really it's more of a philosophy of life. And what's really exciting is I had somebody today that, um, pretty well known on the internet and she goes, Uh aren't you doing something to reverse the aging process? I've been watching you. And I said, well, yeah, actually I am. Thank you for asking. (laughs) Yeah. I think that is uh, fantastic because again, instead of uh, eating things that are dead, you put things that give you life. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that's the difference. And I think a lot of people, they misunderstand that they're thinking, well, you can go on and do what you wanna do. 
And I say, that's exactly what I'm doing because uh, what I looked at is I had high blood pressure. I don't have it anymore. I don't have any medication for that anymore. And I had some body pains. I don't have the body pains anymore. That's interesting. And that was probably from inflammation. Inflammation. And exactly. yes, yes, yes. That inflammation. And then of course, when you have that water, uh, having that one gallon each day in the 75 heart plant, plant base, uh, that right there also cleans out the impurities. And, and it sure does. It sure does yeah. for sure. Well, you know, and, and it's so interesting because it's really just asking ourselves, what's the quality of life that we want? It's like when I chose to, to quit drinking, um, my life quit working when I was drinking and I had a choice. It's like either keep living like that or I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired was really the, the whole thought process, but it's the same with the way we eat. And especially in light of all that's going on with the pandemic, it's like, we do have a lot more control. There's a a gentleman, um, Eric Adams, I believe his name is he, Uh he's a president of a borough in uh, Louisiana. And actually I'm going to be having him on my show. And, um, I talked to his publicist. Well, he reversed diabetes. He had it so bad. He was going blind. He was going to lose his fingers, his toes. And I mean, it was really serious. He's off all medication and he's trim and it's all based on plant-based eating. And I, you know, it's like, I, I think sometimes people misunderstand when we talk about getting really healthy, that they think we're body shaming. It has nothing to do with body shaming. It has everything to do with living a quality of life that, Mm -hmm. you know, God gave us this body to do something great with, and it's, uh, it really (laughs) is up to us to treat it like a temple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to take care of it. You know, on this show, the mantra is wealth is more than just money. So Mm -hmm. I say, uh, if a person has great health, then they are wealthy. Absolutely. Yeah, they are wealthy. And if we take care of our body, the mind, body, and the spirit, it's really a bonus. And like you said, we're supposed to live a high quality of life. And a lot of that does take into account that that health, being on that health side. We want to fire the doctor. We're going to keep the doctor, but we, we could fire them if we want to. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So I, I'm curious with sure. your 75 hard, um, yes. what, what is your spiritual practice? What is it that gives you the foundation? Because you're a very, um, I love your energy. You, you're just a gentle, gentle soul. And you, you come across that way in everything you do. And I'm curious, what is your foundation for that? Oh, great question. My foundation for it primarily uh, really kind of stretches back to when I was a young child. I can go back as far as five years old that I was at uh, a church revival in, in rural North Carolina. And so my parents started me out in the church. And I think now our family has been in the same church for probably 140 years. Oh my About gosh. 140. That's it might be even more than that. So I start out with a prayer uh, mm-hmm. in the morning and I also meditate. Mm-hmm. And then even when I'm, I'm doing my exercises, I also do a lot of breathing exercises. And, and what I received this summer, I received my accreditation for mindfulness life coaching. Nice. So Congratulations. Doing all the mindfulness and coaching people in, in that particular I uh, love that. as well. Mm-hmm. Being present, that also builds up the immune system. And it also uh, takes away stress, takes away pressure. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's really what my philosophy is. And a lot of people ask me, well, when you post on Facebook in the morning, where do you get that from? I said, each day I post, I never know what I'm going to post before I actually start doing it. But because I've gone through the prayer, I've gone through the medica- meditation, Right. that kind of centers me and helps me to deliver something each day. Uh, my philosophy always is try to make things better and not worse. And, and that's part of what I learned in the Air Force. It's all, and when, once I left the Air Force, uh, I had been in a couple of wars in terms of planning mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. And so the opposite thing for me to do is peace. It's peace. Kind of like, that. you know, I, I like Wayne Dyer, you know, absolutely. I like Wayne Dyer. absolutely. And I can listen to him all day. And, and that's part of it as well. I love that. I love that. And the whole mindfulness, because truly, I think so much of what we're experiencing in the world today, if people would step back and be more mindful of what they're doing. And I love the idea of breathing. And that's why I do my morning yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, Because just that the the act of bringing air in and feeling it go through your body and where Mm -hmm. you have blocks and just releasing that. It's pretty powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So So Kathleen, I really appreciate having you here. But before we go, would you like to uh, provide any additional information uh, as we come to a close here? I I would love, may I give a a, a website? Absolutely. Okay. The one I would like to give is the plant-based eating for health. It's plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. That's plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. And I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to uh, have a conversation with you, share with your community. I I appreciate all you do. And you're one of my favorite people, without a doubt. one of mine, and you know that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So thank you very much for that. It was an honor to have you on here. And I talked to one of the groups that I'm in today, one of the podcasting groups in today. And I said, I'm going to have a heavy hitter on this evening. And I said, what is the person's name? I said, Kathleen Gage. <laughs> so they're all waiting for me to uh, get this episode out. And thank I'm looking you. forward to getting it out so they can learn more about you as well. So thank, thank you very, very much. much for that. All this right. has been delightful and God and bless you. And continue. Excellent. God bless you as well. And so everyone here in the Wealth Academy podcast community, it was an honor to interview one of my favorite people of all time, Kathleen Gage. She's a powerhouse, people. She's a powerhouse. You want to follow her. And I'm going to encourage you to do so. So uh, one of the things that we like to say is uh, wealth is more than just money. And tonight you receive that. Just the aspect of the plant-based health and plant-based living is life unto itself. And that's what I want people to take away from this particular episode. And of course, you know, you can contact uh, Kathleen uh, with, uh, you need some consultations. Uh, She can help speakers, authors, uh, working with people on the podcast. And of course, her her wonderful book is coming out. And that's what, what I want you all to do. So thank you very much, Kathleen. Thank you. It's been delightful. All right. Again, uh, Wealth Academy podcast community. My name is Paul Lawrence Van. I'm your host. My time is up and I thank you for yours. This is the episode that you want to continue to listen to over and over again. So this concludes this episode. I'll see you on the next one and have a great day, everyone. And Kathleen, thank you so much. And I'll see you. My pleasure in the future. Okay, we'll do. Thank you for listening. You will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast, rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 